This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mine, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. It's so much more than postpartum depression. We raise the volume on all of these topics in the hopes that someday everyone will have the support and info that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. The month of May is Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month. And the first week of May, Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week, is where we are right now with Wednesday, May 6th, being World Maternal Mental Health Awareness Day. For this month, I will be bringing you weekly episodes in honor of this month of awareness. We have a very special episode this week because we've done our first live Mom and Mind interview with Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody, and we are sharing it here on the podcast so that more people can hear it and learn from what she's sharing with us today. Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody, MD, MPH, is the co-principal investigator of the Mom Genes Fight PPD Research Study, as well as chair of the UNC Department of Psychiatry and director of the UNC Center for Women's Mood Disorders. Her funded research is focused on understanding the genetic signature of postpartum depression and investigating novel technologies and treatment modalities to optimize and personalize treatment for women with perinatal depression. Most importantly, this has included the Mom Genes app, and the Brexanolone clinical trials, the first FDA-approved medication for postpartum depression. She is also the immediate past president of the Marseille Perinatal Depression Research Society of North America. She knows a lot, and she's done a lot. And she's here to share just some of this important work with us today. I'm excited for you to find out about this project, and hopefully, if it applies to you and if you feel comfortable, you can also participate in this research study directly from your home. So let's hear from Dr. Meltzer Brody. Welcome, everybody in Facebook land to Mom and Mind Live. I'm super excited to be here talking with Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody about the Mom Genes Fight for PPD Research Project. And she has graciously offered her very, very busy, busy time to teach us more about this so that we can understand what this project is and know how we can all get involved. I'm Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody. MD, MPH, is the Assad Maimandi Distinguished Professor and Chair of the Department of Psychiatry at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which is just so widely known for all of the work that you do. It's amazing, the output from there. I just don't know how you guys do the, all of that. 
Uh, she is an internationally recognized reproductive psychiatrist and clinician scientist who also directs the UNC Center for Women's Mood Disorders. And uh, she's going to be speaking to us today as a principal, co-principal investigator of the Mom Genes Fight PPD Research Study. So thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be back. I'm so glad to have you back. Way back, this will be episode 175, and you came back way back at episode 39 to be with us and, and share about psychiatric medications for perinatal populations. So I'm just really grateful to be able to hear from you again and share your knowledge with everyone. Oh, well, I'm glad to be here. It's an honor to be part of your show and to share what, we're, what we've been doing with the Mom Genes Project. I'm super excited. And we can start there. I think today I, it would be really good to give everyone a primer on what postpartum depression is first. And actually, yeah, let's start there. What is postpartum depression? Why are we looking at this? Why are you guys specifically looking at this? So if you can start off with the what, what is this? Yeah. So postpartum depression is one of the most common complications of childbirth. And estimates of prevalence range from 10 to 15% or higher, you'll see lots of numbers tossed around one in eight, one in seven, um, right. one in five. And a lot of that has to do with whether you're including anxiety disorders, minor depression, or a major depressive episode into mm -hmm. how we think about postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Regardless, it's extraordinarily common. Again, one of the right. most common complications associated with often very, very serious adverse consequences, including maternal suicide. And because of the fact that it's so common, impacts so many women um, at this most vulnerable time, it is so important. We talk about it, we get people screened, and that people have effective treatment. So as we get close to Mother's Day and during Maternal Mental Health Week, it's something we really want to pay attention to. Right. And make sure any mom out there listening who's experiencing these symptoms is able to reach out for help. Fantastic. Yeah. And so I'm, thank you for that. And what is the study? What is it that you guys are, are looking at? So Mom Gene started as an app-based study initially in 2016. It's grown considerably. It was initially called the PPD Act for Action app. And it is now Mom Genes, which has been an amazing partnership, a pro bono partnership with the Wong Duty Advertising Agency out of Los Angeles and, and you know, nationally as well. But this has been an opportunity to reach moms wherever they are across the United States using their smartphone. They can participate in the study free of charge. And it is a study to help us understand what is the genetic signature? What are the mom genes, if you will, right. that cause some women to have postpartum depression and others not? This will allow us to understand what is the biology and then lead to new ways to screen and treat. So the hope is that by understanding the genetic, the genetic signature, we can change the way we diagnose women and the way we treat women to prevent suffering. I, this, I mean, it sounds all new to me in terms of um, a brand new type of research, but is there other research that's looked at this specifically for postpartum depression? Well, there has been some genetic studies of postpartum depression, but they've been relatively small. So this mm -hmm. is the largest research study of postpartum depression to date and the largest study on this scale. So since we launched, and in particular, with the launch of mom genes this past fall, we have been reaching women across the entire country and have thousands of women participating. Particularly now during the COVID-19 crisis, it's an amazing way to contribute 
and have mothers feel empowered because you can participate from home. We will then, you sign up from home, you use the app from home. We send you a spit kit. Um, you spit into the tube, throw it back in the mail, and it goes to the NIH biorepository. And everything is de-identified, so it's very Fantastic. confidential. Um, and it's completely safe. There's nothing about the spit kits that are not safe or no no woman has to worry about any safety issues in doing this. Mm -hmm. And because so many people are at home and because so many people are feeling socially isolated, this is such a nice way to connect and be mm -hmm. part of the mom genes fight PPD community. We have had an amazing outpouring because so many women again are home, any mom mm -hmm. suffering now. And importantly, if you've ever, ever had postpartum depression, because this is DNA in your genes, the coding for your genes is your coding for your lifetime, yeah. you can participate. Oh, that's amazing. So, I mean, you're taking participants of all ages, I yes. assume then? Everybody Absolutely. can participate. Wow, that's fascinating. I'm super excited and so hopeful that this is going to give us a better look at this, in particular because all of the people who've been doing this for years, like you, um, all of the research have been working so hard to kind of uh, unlock this and figure it all out. And this seems like a massive step in that direction. Well, one of the things as a perinatal psychiatrist and for any of us that work in the area of maternal mental health that we find frustrating is we often don't have the ability to prevent this type of suffering. So we are trying to intervene after a mom is struggling and having significant symptoms that can include mood and anxiety symptoms. And then we try and come in and intervene and treat at that time. Right. And I think all of us hope there would be a way of identifying people at risk and intervening earlier. And so our genes, our genetic signature can help us identify who's at risk. If we understand that picture, we're able to intervene in a completely different way, ideally to prevent suffering right. or to understand who's going to respond to what type of treatment in a different way. So you know, if we look at something like breast cancer, breast cancer, the treatments are dictated based often on what are the genetics and the cellular subtype of the breast cancer. Mm -hmm. The way we treat depression often is a one size fits all treatment. Everyone right. sort of gets the same thing. And for some people it works and for others it doesn't. Right. How amazing it would be to have more information so we could be really targeted and tailored and lead to prevention. And so that's the, the big picture goal this is an opportunity for moms to feel empowered, for them to essentially provide a little bit of their spit using an app they can use at home to enroll in the study. All women that enroll are able to be screened and get feedback exactly about their screening. And then women who are eligible for the genetic phase are offered the opportunity to participate. In both cases, people go through a very formal informed consent process, which is very mm -hmm. important. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP? 
was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts as a research study so people understand what they're signing up for. Right. So that that makes me wonder, do you, are you taking anybody who even thinks that they might have had PPD? There's so many people who go undiagnosed. How would they know if they can participate or not? So any woman can download the app and will be asked screening questions. And we certainly, as we move into the genetic part of the study. For the first part, the screening study, anyone can participate. Mm -hmm. And then for women who are above a certain threshold score, meaning the symptoms were severe enough that would lead to a diagnosis of postpartum depression, they are then invited to participate in the genetic portion. But for all women, I think it can be empowering to understand the screening questions, answer the questions about history, there's resources provided and education provided. And so I think for everyone, it can be a very positive experience. And then for those moms that are donating spit samples, that is also a way to contribute to this larger effort. Right. And I'm really glad too, that you mentioned earlier that this is all confidential and de-identified because, you know, once we get into genetics and all, all of the programs that are out there about mapping genetics and whatnot, there's been a little bit of concern for some people about the privacy and what that means and and whatnot. So can you speak a little bit more to the security of of this and anonymity? Yes. So that's a really important point and and something we take very seriously. So when the DNA sample goes, it's just associated with an ID number that's completely de-identified from everything Mm -hmm. else. Everything Mm -hmm. else is highly locked and secure. So all personal health information is removed. And that's why we have the process set up where the data Um, comes to UNC, UNC sends out the spit kits, um, the mom, and then those spit kits are returned in a completely de-identified way to the NIH. So at the point where everything moving forward from obtaining the spit onward is completely de-identified. The security measures of protecting personal health information are critically important. And we take this very, very seriously in in all work we do. So we're, we're quite familiar with making sure that we are following all ethics guidelines and that it is highly secure on servers that are locked. Sure. Sure. That's, that's really good. I'm, I'm hoping that that will help that information specifically will help a lot of more people feel motivated to participate. 
because I, I think for, for just maternal mental health in general, it's hard to just tell anybody how you're doing sometimes for fear of, you know, what, how that can be interpreted or what people do with your information. So I'm really pleased to hear how highly secure this is. And one thing we found is that many women, it is really nice to be able to do this in the comfort of your home. You know, mm -hmm. you're using an app, you can answer questions privately. You're not having to answer questions in front of someone else looking at you. Sure. For many women, that gives them freedom to really respond. And all of these things are really meant to, again, increase our understanding. So with genetic studies, the more people that participate, the better our ability to have meaningful results. And so we've had thousands participate, but we need thousands more. And this is one of the things with genetic studies, it really takes a full on effort to have the sample sizes or the number of people participating that allows you to have really meaningful results. Sure, yeah. Okay, so this is one of those avenues we're really trying to get this information out there so that people can participate because wow the the possibility with this is so exciting just you know being in the field to know that this is out there and possible to give us better answers is phenomenal absolutely so you were speaking a little bit ago to you know downloading the app and answering questionnaires i'm curious what happens for people who are answering questionnaires and are just maybe finding out that they have symptoms that meet this criteria or that their symptoms were more intense than they anticipated well, I think that's been a really interesting part of this. We often will hear from participants who will write notes, even notes on the envelope in their spit kit that they send back to the biorepository or send emails and share stories. And one of the things people are doing now is sharing their, stor their stories on different avenues of social media um, through Mom Jeans Fight PPD, which has been really heartwarming to see. Yeah. I think it's had people feel connected to this larger community. For some women, they may have had symptoms 20 years ago and didn't know what it is. For somebody, they may be answering questions because they've just had a baby recently. Sure. And in all cases, it's an opportunity for the mother to get feedback. The app builds in feedback. It helps connect with resources. So interestingly, you know, during the pandemic, we're isolated in so many ways. But one right, thing that's right. been really interesting is that telepsychiatry has never been more available. Right. So, right. and the payers are paying for appointments. So women are now mm -hmm. able to get telepsychiatry appointments in ways they weren't before, right. which means that you can get help and do not need to suffer with this. And so into the app, we have a number of wonderful resources like Postpartum Support International that can direct you on a state state by state basis to resources in your area. And all of these things can make a tremendous difference and be extremely helpful. Oh, fantastic. Good. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, it sounds like you guys have um, thought of everything and uh, worked out a lot of these, um, you know, bugs that can sure happen in, in big, big projects uh, to make sure that people get to the resources that they need. That's really so important. So not only, I mean, so. yes, we are oh. trying to do so. Right. Because it's, it sounds like not only a research project, but it's also a resource, which, I mean, you've combined these really two amazing things together. Well, more than that, but at least for, for what we're describing now. Um, so I'm curious a to talk a little bit more about who can participate in this and very specifically, where are you taking samples from? Is this national or international? So the Mom Jeans Fight PPD version is across the entire United States. Um, the app is available in English and Spanish. So we really have wanted to, and I should say in iOS and Android. Great. So we really wanted to have any mom 
with a smartphone participate. Mm -hmm. This is open to any mom who's struggling with symptoms, who believes that she may have symptoms of postpartum depression. She doesn't have to know for sure. She doesn't have to be diagnosed. Again, it could be recently. It could be a long time ago. To answer the questions, again, it's all completely free of charge and, and confidential to participate. And so mm-hmm. we also have had this study happening with our colleagues across the world. So in Canada, in Australia, in Sweden, and in Denmark, there are versions of the study that we're all collaborating together. So the goal is that all the DNA samples collected from across the world are then pooled together and pooled together in a way so that we're able to have the maximum number of samples. So ultimately, this is all part of a larger consortium of researchers that are working together. All of that's on our Mom Genes Fight PPD website. But this really is a democratic, sort of open access science way to really get participation from as many women we can across the entire country. We want great diversity in who participates. We want as many women as possible to sign up and help us really understand what is the genetic signature. Oh, fantastic. So you, you mentioned several countries. So for people who do listen to, to this podcast, this episode will be a podcast episode. Our live will be a podcast episode. People who are in other countries, they would be able to find separate websites or are there links to those websites on the Mom Fights PPD? So we linked to the information for our sister countries that are doing this on the Mom Genes Fight PPD website. Fantastic. I love it. It's super accessible. (laughs) But you can only participate if you live in the country that has the study. And so you can't participate elsewhere. So we are only able with the mom genes fight PPD study in the U S we can only send spit kits to people within the U S. Okay. That all gets worked out in the app and um, yes, application absolutely. process. Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. So even if somebody is not necessarily going to, or wants to participate in uh, the research or that they're going to be accepted into the gen- genetic spit kit part, they can still go onto this app and find usable information. Yes, absolutely. And so anyone can sign up. They will have the first consent process. They will be asked questions, screening questions, and then it connects them with resources. And that's for everyone. And then above a certain threshold of severity, and then people just whether you, there's certain inclusion criteria, including, for example, did you have a live birth? And questions like that are meant to try and distinguish between someone that has significant bereavement and grief versus someone that has depression not associated with that. But uh, then people are invited to participate in the genetic portion, go through a second informed consent process for that. And then of those, they're invited to participate in, in having a spit kit sample sent to their house, and then they give the sample and back it goes. And that part's in collaboration with the National Institute of Health, which has been a wonderful partner. That's fantastic. So you need loads and loads and loads of people to just come on and apply because it gets whittled down, it sounds like, pretty, pretty clearly. On- yeah, I mean, I think that we, we, the, the initial group of women who are participating is wonderful. And then those that are eligible for the genetic sample and desire to participate get smaller. But again, it has been thousands upon thousands that have participated to date, and we need thousands upon thousands more. So we have been so excited. And amazingly, during this crisis of the COVID pandemic, Mm. there have been so many people reaching out, supporting each other. 
as we go into Mother's Day and Maternal Mental Health Week, it's been so heartwarming to see how empowering this is for moms, how many want to participate, how many are participating. And, mm-hmm. and then the other thing is that people are, a lot of people are stuck at home, so they have more time to do something like this, um, perhaps than usual. But it has been really wonderful to see how the maternal mental health community has come together. This is something that Again, this science and research will then be used broadly to inform how we understand the genetic signature, how we can prevent the disorder, and how can we develop really targeted treatments. So based on someone's genetics, how can we make sure they're getting a treatment ultimately that's going to be best for them and lead to the best outcomes? Right. So you're looking for this roadmap and, and really hoping to understand all of the factors or as many of the factors as possible that you're looking for that contribute to this. Are there Are there any parts of this that you've already been able to, well, see or share with us anyways about about any of the research, uh, what it's showing so far? So what we've been able to understand so far that led up to this is we really are very clear that not all women have the same form, if you will, of postpartum depression. Hmm. And there can be different forms or subtypes that we can call phenotypes. And that really can inform what is going to be important for tailored treatment. So you often hear the buzzword of precision medicine. If you think about precision psychiatry, as as we understand the phenotypes and then we understand the genetics, we can get much more specific to lead to the best outcomes. That's the overall goal. To date, we have been genotyping samples that have come in. Those are being contributed to date and already are with the first analysis, the first wave of this very large postpartum depression genetic analysis. Mm -hmm. And those results will be initially released in a few months. So they're going right now. We're very excited about that and looking forward to sharing that soon. And then the next wave will come in and that will be the second analysis with the larger number of samples. So we are getting very close, but of the first wave that came in of thousands, they were all genotyped are now part of this larger global study that is happening right now. And then this next wave will be added in. So it is active and living and ongoing. And the more people we can have participate, the quicker we can reach our goal of having a large enough sample to see meaningful findings. But the first wave will come out later this year. Wow, that's really, really exciting and so quick. I'm not in research. So my assumption is that things take longer than this usually. Well, in general, genetic studies would take a very long time because you'd be collecting at one site and it would take a very long right. time to get a couple hundred people. Right. Using mm-hmm. what was initially the research kit technology and then the Android version, we are able to now to collect from all 50 states in the U.S., have, partic- have women participate from wherever they are, and the ability to increase rapidly and, and get thousands upon thousands in a relatively short time is markedly enhanced. And so all of that is just wonderful in terms of speeding up the process. And, and certainly I think we all can appreciate research can be very slow and tedious mm-hmm. and methodical and needs to be that way. Sure. But whatever we can do to increase the, the process and the speed, increase the speed of the process allows us to have meaningful results sooner yeah. with the hope that that can actually change someone's life for the better. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I'm so excited by the prospect of this. I, I had no idea that it, the results or some initial results, preliminary stuff would come out so quickly. Yay. I mean, for, you know, maternal mental health people, this I'm sure is really exciting. Everyone is collectively uh, happy about this. I have another question about um, other diagnoses. So I'm assuming for this particular study, you're screening out for other things like 
anxiety or, or OCD or PTSD? So it is okay for people to have co-occurring anxiety disorders. And for many women, they will still meet criteria for postpartum depression and have anxiety symptoms too. Mm-hmm. And it's all, this study also allows women that have a history of postpartum psychosis to participate. So again, that is much more rare, but we are also screening for that. And so a woman who's had some, uh, an experience of postpartum psychosis, which is you know, often so severe and potentially devastating, right. those women can also participate too. So having co-occurring symptoms is fine. I think, again, you just have to meet criteria on the screening test we're using, which is a lifetime version of the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale, Mm -hmm. which has a lot of anxiety questions built into it. And then the questions we're using to screen for postpartum psychosis as well. So that's a really important question is that anyone who believes they've had postpartum psychosis where you really had the onset of psychotic symptoms after childbirth, we're interested in, in those women participating as well. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. In terms of the research and how it's bearing out, are are these like diagnoses going to like be put into funnels, so to speak, where you're looking at each diagnosis individually? It's a great question. So I think collectively, we need everyone to reach a certain threshold that would be depression criteria, yes or no. In terms of postpartum psychosis, we're understanding that that will require a a more in-depth interview after the app. Again, that's much more rare than postpartum depression, but for us to really flush that out a bit more. Mm -hmm. And then looking at that based on the genetic signature, but absolutely, it will be all carefully examined in that way. And we'll be able to look at those that have anxiety symptoms, you know, as well as those that have, 
you know, pre pre predominantly depressive symptoms. So we're really curious. And, and a lot of women have both. For right. a lot of women, there's this real mix of having both anxiety and mood symptoms. Right. So for the people who um, are maybe going through it and don't know yet if they have, certainly they can, uh, they can reach out and be part of the, the project. Um, but I'm also thinking in particular people who are just kind of living their day-to-day -day life and have kind of no sense that what they're experiencing could be postpartum depression. Would, I think it could be helpful to like give an example of what somebody who's experiencing postpartum depression might be feeling, like what is their experience? If you could go into that a little bit. Sure. So I think for some women, they may be feeling much more emotional. They may not be enjoying the baby. They may have a lot of anxiety. They may be very tearful. Some moms are not able to sleep even when the baby is sleeping. They may feel overwhelmed by the demands of this or really seeing change in their ability to functioning to function. If someone starts feeling like this is just so hard and I just don't feel I'm able to do this at all. And it's not just a passing thought. I think all moms right. are going to have some anxiety, but it really starts feeling like a good chunk of the day. You are feeling overwhelmed that this has become profoundly difficult. You're not enjoying it at all. You're not enjoying mm -hmm. other things. And you really feel it's impacting your functioning or you're spending most of your emotional energy just trying to manage your thoughts and having intrusive thoughts or ruminating thoughts. Those are all signals that you need to reach out and get help. Certainly for anyone that's having thoughts that life is not worth living or suicidal thoughts or having you know, very unusual perceptions or sensations that would be considered psychotic. If anyone's unsure, that's why it's important to make sure you're screened, that you reach out through this app or talking to your doctor so that you can get feedback and know, you know whether or not that there would be further steps needed to help take care of you. I think every single mom who's having symptoms that are concerning deserves to be screened and deserves to make sure she gets extra help. And especially during this really challenging time we're all in now. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I just know from so many moms that it's hard to even know sometimes that you're going through anything at all. And, you know, just getting, trying to get through the day is half the job. So thinking about like, do I have this or do I not is, you know, it, it's, it's sometimes hard to wrap your head around. So uh, right. I appreciate you. Yeah. That. And this is easy enough for anyone to ask, you know, and say, why not? Right. Like I've just, it's free. I'll download it. I answer some questions and, and see whether I do or don't. Everyone gets feedback on symptoms and, and then resources provided if it's above a certain threshold. So I think there's very little to lose at all other than a few minutes of time. But mm -hmm. I think for any mom who even is thinking, wow, I'm struggling, maybe it's worth checking this out. It really is worthwhile to do so. And I think all women deserve to have that kind of additional support and to make sure if they need extra help that they get it. That's going to be good for them and, and certainly for their baby and their family. Sure. And are, are you able to see that from the app or have you had anyone reach out directly about how this app or project has helped them? Yes. And it's, it's a great question. We have had so many people tell us that because of the app, they sought care. We've heard from therapists and providers saying, my first patient came in today holding your app and said, I came in today because I use this. So I think it really can be a great way for people to say, wow, actually, mm -hmm. uh, I knew I was struggling, but I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. And now I got this, or this is really validating. And now I'm getting help. So we've heard lots of stories about that. And, and the important thing is there are treatments now. And, and the hope is, is there's more treatments available moving forward, but there are right. really good treatments now. And so 
for any mom who's struggling, we want them to get the help they need and be engaged in whatever treatment's going to be most appropriate for them so they can get the help they need to feel better. And again, the mom deserves it and it's great for the mom and baby and family. Oh, that's awesome. I got chills when you were talking about that. It's just the best thing. You, we hope for that, right? To put something out in the world that's helpful for people, but to get those messages directly back to you and for you to see it and to see that the impact is already being felt and the research isn't even done. That just speaks volumes to how powerful this is, just the messaging alone. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the, the ways of using social media for good, it can mm-hmm. be certainly used for not good and for good, but one of the things that's been really, again, heartwarming in this project is seeing the story shared. So again, mm-hmm. mom genes fight PPD, you know, all of our different social channels. It's allowing moms to connect. And in many ways, that's never been more important than right now. Right. And so for so many people feeling isolated, this really is a way to connect and feel part of communities. The app also connects to other resources. Again, things like Postpartum Support International that have amazing resources and other networks that bring moms together for support as well as connecting them with how to reach professional treatment services as needed too. So it really is a way, I think, to help support people during a challenging time. Being a mom um, and having a new baby is always a challenging time. Having a new baby in the middle of the pandemic is a particularly challenging time. And and so we really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and and share what we're doing. I'm so grateful that you're doing this. Thank you. Is there anything else that you think we should know about the project? Yeah, I I think you've asked so many great questions. So again, Mom Jeans Fight PPD, our website, the app, again, it's in English, it's in Spanish, it's in iOS, it's in Android, really easy to use, very quick. And there's an email address to send us if you want to ask questions. Um, But we are so appreciative of all the moms that have participated to date and those that will in the future, you're really part of something we believe is important and can really help us make a meaningful impact as we understand what causes this and and can lead to a a brighter future in terms of how we intervene. Thank you so much for your work and your passion. And oh my gosh, you've you've done so much amazing stuff uh, for this field and for moms everywhere. And we owe you a debt of gratitude for all of it. Uh, Well, it's a privilege and pleasure. So thanks for having me today. Thank you. All right. And I'll put all of those links and everything you mentioned. I'll include as much as I can, both in this post and in the show notes for our episode. And thank you so, so much for being with us. Thank you again for having me. Take good care. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So much amazing stuff in there. I'm really, really pumped about this research study. And I hope you guys are too. Please do consider downloading the app checking this out and see if it's for you. I'm super hopeful that this research will push us forward. Please connect with momjeansfightppd.org. Check out the app. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at momjeansfightppd to join the community of all of the people who are working so hard to figure this out. For those of you who are new to the Mom in Mind podcast, welcome and please subscribe so you can get all of these episodes downloaded directly to you when they come out. Go to momandmind.com to find some easy links for your favorite listening platform. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com.
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.